everyone. My name is Dr. Cindy Burnett. And my name is Dr. Matthew Wurwood. This is the Fueling Creativity in Education podcast. On this show, we'll be talking about creativity topics and how they apply to the field of education. We'll be speaking with scholars, educators, and resident experts about their work, challenges they face, and digging deeper into new and varying perspectives of creativity. All with the goal to help fuel a more rich and informed discussion that provides teachers and parents with knowledge they can use at home or in the classroom. So let's begin. So welcome to our first episode in our Listen and Learn series for summer 2023. Now, as a reminder, this summer we will be sharing 10 actions that teachers can take to facilitate or enhance creativity in their classroom environment. These 10 actions emerge from over 200 tips that we've gathered during our podcast interviews with creativity researchers, practitioners, and talented educators. And during each episode of our Listen and Learn series, we will share one action and encourage you to generate a one or two sentence summary of how you can apply that action in your classroom for the upcoming school year. To help you with this task, we've created a Google spreadsheet that lists the action, includes some takeaways from Matt and myself, and a space for you to include your one or two sentence summary. The link to this spreadsheet is included in each episode's description. And if you want to join in an online discussion, check out the creativethinkingnetwork.com to join me in debriefing each of these tips. So our first action of our first ever Listen and Learn series is Ask Questions. And our first interview clip comes from our discussion with Dr. Joe Renzulli. And the third thing I would strongly recommend is that teachers try to ask some open-ended questions every single day. As a matter of fact, uh, I have a thing, and if I, I'll make a note of this. If I can find it, I'll send it to you as well. And it's just a list of verbs. And basically, some verbs that deal with just simply finding information. Some are a little bit more advanced the middle level, think of those as more along the lines of thinking skills. The third set are cr- more creative. And just to have teachers check, check themselves, how many of the verbs from column one, column two, and column three have you used? And, and one of the things I ask teachers to do at the end of every topic or unit of study or sometimes even lesson, what's an open-ended question that they can ask children that doesn't have a single predetermined correct answer. So Matt, what really struck me about that quote is the predetermined answer and something that's open-ended that has many different answers. And so I think that is such an important piece of creativity and something we definitely don't do enough in K through 12 education. Totally agree. And I, I was fortunate enough to interview Dr. Joe Renzulli in my first documentary, Creativity and Education, Exploring the Imbalance. And that that reference to not having a predetermined right answer was a quote that he used in the film and I included it in my trailer. And I quite I've I've regularly thought about that because it's actually sometimes quite hard to do for us to design activities or ask questions where there isn't some type of predetermined answer. And I think a key piece that was also referenced there is trying to ask one of these open questions every single day. And I think that does require a little bit of planning. So for me, one of the things that I'm thinking that I could do in response to that is generate a list 
list maybe just 10 questions rather than putting pressure on myself to come up with one of these questions you know on the spot is to just try and look at my lesson plans and think of a relevant question an open-ended question with no predetermined answer to kind of share that um, at the end of the day and kind of like just cross it off after I've asked those questions. So to build on that, Matt, I would say that having a question of the week could be really interesting as well that's related to the content. So if teachers find it too much to do one a day, then to even just have a classroom question of the week and have it on a flip chart or on a poster board someplace in the room and sort of addressing it and have it related to the content they're learning about. And I think with little ones, one of the recommendations I always say is to have a curiosity corner and a place where students can generate questions that they're curious about. Because I really believe that curiosity is the conduit to creativity. So if you want to bring creativity into the classroom, the place to begin is with curiosity. Totally agree, Cindy. I think that's a great suggestion. All right. So our second interview clip around asking questions comes from our discussion with Dr. Frank LaBunker, who, if you remember, his episode was very much focused on inquiry-based learning. So we'll listen to that clip now. I think the other thing is, as a teacher, don't be afraid of what you don't know. When I was a neophyte teacher, when I first started teaching, the movie, uh, Disney's movie Pocahontas had just come out. And there's a line from one of the songs, um, you'll learn things you never knew, you never knew. And I think that inspi- that line has inspired me throughout my professional career. It's okay that I don't know the answers to all my students' questions. In fact, it's kind of exciting because then maybe we can go find the answers together. And for teachers to have the comfort and confidence within themselves to know it's okay not to know the answers, but be the expert in facilitating the process so we can find answers collaboratively together. Oh, Matt, you know, the first thing I want to do is say, start singing Pocahontas songs, yeah. things you never knew, you never knew. So I was really struck with this one because so many educators I speak with feel really vulnerable in a place where they don't know the answers because, you know, as an educator, you are expected to have the answers. But it is such an important piece, and we'll get to this in a later tip around modeling, which is that you have to model the way. And if you don't know the answer, it's actually exciting for the students for you to not know the answer because they think, oh, great. See, she doesn't, she or he or they don't know everything. And we're going to go on this exploration together. And I think it's not realistic to expect us to know all the answers. And I used to challenge my own students each week to ask me a question that I wouldn't have the answer to. And then we would explore where would we find that answer without looking at Google. So where could we go to uncover that answer? I mean, the easy place is Google, but there might be other places or people we could talk to to uncover an answer. And it's such a fun place to go with students. It is. It is. And I, and I think, you know, just to back up the, the concept of you'll find things you never knew, you never knew. I talk about that with my students a lot, particularly around this design thinking. 
you know, there are the things that we know we don't know, but then there's the things that we don't know we don't know. And I think the only way that we can actually begin to identify the things we don't know we don't know is, of course, to ask questions. And I think to your point, those questions can then lead to the type of curiosity that can then yield certain answers. And of course, the companionship, the journey that we go on together at teachers and students. And I think to build on the, the thing you had said earlier, the idea of having a question of a week, wouldn't it be great if you, you come up with the question at the end of the week and then perhaps that sets up you know, a journey of inquiry for the first few days of the following week? And so maybe it's not every week, maybe it's every every topic or every unit in your course, maybe it's once a month, but this idea of generating this open question, I love the idea of putting it you know, on the wall somewhere so it's available for everyone to keep thinking about, but then find time for the teacher and students to work collaboratively to try and seek out the answer or at least yield some more information that might contribute to finding an answer in the future. What I love about that idea, Matt, is it promotes incubation. So if you did it at the end of the week and you said to students, I want you to write this question on your desk, on a piece of paper, not literally on your desk, but on a piece of paper and leave it on your desk. And when you return on Monday, the following week, then you come back in and you revisit that question and it allows it to marinate in your mind some of the potential responses. And then you start there. Love it. Absolutely love it. So, Cindy, I think that concludes our first episode of our first ever Listen and Learn series. And I don't know about you, but I've really enjoyed going back and listening to a couple of uh, clips from previous interviews. And I'm looking forward to recording a whole bunch of these um, for the summer. Yes. And before we go, we want to remind our listeners that are that are engaged in our Listen and Learn series that we are raffling away various prizes. So first, you'll, you will need to listen out to the end of each episode for a single letter, which Matt is about to give you, which will help you identify a code word. And once you have the code word, you simply need to mail us with the code word and a one or two page summary of how you plan to implement one of the 10 actions for creativity. And then you get to choose a prize. Now, Cindy, I do need to just correct one thing. It's just a one or two page uh, sentence, not a one or two page um, summary. <laughs> yes, right? That would be asking a lot. It, it is. And, it's, and listen, we're well aware it's the summer months. You know, we, we need we need that time for our brain to, to charge. So Cindy and I have really put together this Listen and Learn series in an effort to try and make it short bites of learning for you. So just a one or two sentence summary. As a reminder, we've got a link to a spreadsheet where Cindy and I have already shared um, our one or two sentence summaries. Okay, so now I think it's time for us to share the letter for our code word for this episode. But as a reminder, we've already shared one letter in our orientation episode. So this is the second letter that we've shared during our Listen and Learn series. And that letter is O for October. Opportunity. Opportunity. Orange. Orange. I think we've got it all. I think they know it's the letter O. I think they know it's the letter O. Okay, so uh, make sure you check back for our next episode of the Listen and Learn series, which will be out next week. My name is Dr. Matthew Werwood. And my name is Dr. Cindy Burnett.